everybody, this is Harriet Kamek, the host of Down to Earth, the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today on our show, I want to talk about something that I feel all of us have been exposed to and all of us at some level are dealing with it. Dealing with anxiety. That's right. I know that there's cognitive behavioral therapy. I know that therapists abound. I know all of that. And yet still, we're still anxious. We're still overly anxious. And especially here in the United States, as we approach the midterm elections in the year of our Lord, 2022, there is a lot of anxiety. There's a lot. Let's just be clear. There's a lot at stake. Our rights as women, our rights to reproductive health care is on the ballot. It's at risk. And then, of course, there is the 13th Amendment that gives involuntary servitude to a subset of the population, black men, that if they're being punished for a crime, slavery could be enacted. That's terrifying in the year of our Lord, 2022. It gives rise to a lot of speculation, the political climate. We try to avoid it. Just yesterday, I was on Twitter last night. Yeah, I went back. And someone was tweeting how they literally had to shut down the news for a day. And I'm like, welcome to my world. I shut it down for months. I still don't watch the local news. Just a few nights ago, I was watching Law and Order. And I was so surprised at seeing political ads. And I said to myself, why am I seeing political ads? I forgot. I don't watch watch, uh, network TV. Why? Because of the constant, incessant chatter and negativity that is driving our anxiety levels. And in the climate that we're in, in the socio-political climate, and in the climate that we're in, that we can't even turn to our religious leaders because they are fragmented and they have disenfranchised us and they don't seem to know who to uh, support. They got behind a man who didn't like women. They got behind a man who published and actively engaged, excuse me, in racism and division, something that is the antithesis of who Jesus Christ stands for. And so now we don't even know who to turn to. So who do we turn to? So as usual, I'm going to take you back to the scriptures, back to the foundation, back to the word of God to find out how do we deal with anxiety? What is it that God wants us to know in this political climate, in this situation that we find ourselves in? We're looking at the United Kingdom, whose prime minister, after six weeks, just suddenly resigned. Suddenly, you just had a resignation from a previous prime minister. Now you have one who just said, oh, this is not the job for me. I'm out of here and just leave a whole group of people smarting. And the rest of us are sitting there and saying, but did I not say this months ago? That when the Queen of England passes, that's when we are going to see a change in world governments. It's happening right before our eyes. Just recently, they published a photo of Putin that makes him look like he's dog tired. And we're like, yeah, bro, give it up. How about giving it up? How about calling the war off so we can all just try to pretend that we have some semblance of normalcy? See, we can't rely on the external stimuli. But you know, one thing that is foundational is the word of God is always going to be there. So I want to take our attention to that this morning and to focus on it and to bring you some level of comfort, some measure of comfort 
and assurance that God is still with us, that despite everything, despite the fact that we have sinned and walked away, despite the fact that we've ignored God, despite the fact that we don't care or we espouse ideology and rhetoric that is indicative of that, at least we have the assurance that there are still some of us who believe God enough, that if some of us believe God enough, that God actively cares. Amen? Amen. But first, I want to tell you a little bit about who I am. I'm Harriet Kamak. I'm an author and speaker. I'm also the founder and executive director of the Exodus Foundation, the organization through which we provide services to women in our community. So for more information, please go to my website, harrietkamak.com. From there, there is a link to the exodusfoundation.com, and you will find more information on our movement. Amen? Amen. And thank you so much for tuning into this broadcast today. We're so very grateful for your support. Thank you so much. So turn with me the scriptures to John chapter 14. John is in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Yeah. Uh, John chapter 14. This is well known. And when I speak it today, you're going to realize that it sounds a little familiar. John chapter 14 and verse 1. That's where we're focused today. And it says right here, I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Holy Scriptures. It's downloaded to my iPad because now in today's world and technology, we use apps. And John chapter 14 and verse 1, and it says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. It's that simple. Let not your heart be troubled. We're talking about dealing with anxiety and the fears of our day and time. The worries and the scares and the near misses when we go to the doctor. And the terror that we are faced with when we go to the doctor and we're handed a diagnosis, the terror we're faced with when we leave work and they tell us, don't come back. You can't come back to this place to work. We're cut off from communities. The terror that people are faced with all over the world as they're displaced and have to move from shelter to shelter, from region to region to escape poverty and to escape wars. The terror that people are faced with in Yemen and in places like the Ukraine where there's active war going on. The terror that our brothers and sisters in South America are dealing with in Venezuela and other countries of South America and Central America trying to make their way over 11,000 miles to get to the United States, walking over snakes and scorpions and living in abject poverty and be subject to trafficking and people who move groups of people. The terror that human beings are facing when they live in regions of the world, in Africa and in India, in some parts of the world, where they live with and snakes crawl up into their beds and bite them. The terror and the abject poverty that we are faced with, the terror of living, the terror of men facing you with guns and shooting at you because you disagree with them, the terror that women are faced with living in our homes, the absolute terror is enough to drive us crazy. Here is the word of God saying, let not your hearts be troubled. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you that this word is refreshing 
and revitalizing and will refresh our spirits today, wherever we are when we hear this word. We believe that you are with us. We thank you that our hearts, our physical hearts, and our minds won't be affected by the troubles of the day. We thank you as we matriculate through these next seven days that you are God and you will be with us. You will shelter us. You will keep us. You will protect us. You will bring us into peace. You will bring us into safety. We thank you that you will be a provider, that you will be a healer, that you will be a comforter to those who are mourning lost ones. We pray for those parents who are burying children. We pray for loved ones who have to live with the memory of what is left. We ask you now, O God, to hover over your people every day and we give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Anxiety. Well, what is anxiety? Look at us. We live in a day and time where cognitive behavioral therapy is not even reaching us. The significance of that is the psychiatric drugs that are being administered, they're not helping us. All the opioids that we take for antidepressants is not doing a darn thing. Let's be clear. All it's doing is filling us up with chemicals, causing the next generation to become addicted to drugs. And it's not helping because it's what? The terror is where I say it. It's in the mind. Where the mind goes is where the body goes. Our minds are filled with images that are constant through social media, through television, that are constant. It's so bad now that I don't watch regular TV. I just stream shows that I want to watch. So I have selective amnesia, you could say, because I select the shows that I want to watch. So I do subscriptions. You know, the Hulus, Netflixes, and all the others, YouTube in some parts of the world, you guys might have YouTube only, right? I select what I want to watch. You know what I find, ladies and gentlemen? I find that I'm tuning in more and more to Christian television. Why? It's nonviolent. It's nonviolent, and it doesn't really address the issues that will scare me. Now, there are some of these programmers and broadcasters who are driving fear-mongering because they keep hyping stuff. If, if you are my age, you remember Y2K. Remember that? They hyped it up, how the computers were going to shut the world down and the whole world was going to shut down. Thinking about it now, it's kind of halcyonic if you want to know the truth. We wish it were as simple now instead of the realities, like our current realities that we face. Y2K was a myth compared to what we're dealing with now. And yet, that's what they thought about. And so we look at these things and, and we begin to realize that there is a lot out there. But how do we selectively choose which ones we're going to listen to? Because there are some of us for whom watching the news is a staple. You're driving to work and you're tuned into the radio and you're listening to music. And then bloops, they come with a breaking news alert. As for me, I just stream music all day long. Like I said, I have the choice to choose what I'm going to listen to. So I can selectively just choose an Apple Music station and just listen to music without news. I disconnect from all news updates. I don't need to know it because I have enough in my household to deal with. I dare say that's the same thing with you. You work. So you might be even on social security. That's on the ballot this year. Medicaid is on the ballot. And many seniors are sitting back and saying, what am I going to do? I have been going to the grocery store a lot lately. And I noticed that in our grocery carts, there's very little, including mine. 
And I am looking at people and you know what I'm thinking? What are we doing? What are people doing? If you can't buy enough to eat because the prices are so high, what are we doing? What are seniors doing who are on fixed income? So you only get $1,200 a month or $1,400 a month. What do you do with that? Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm looking at the grocery carts and I'm seeing them and I'm seeing the look on people's faces. You know what I'm also seeing? People's total disregard for retailers. They're looking at the prices and they're like, oh, is that what you want to sell it for now? Okay, I guess you're going to keep that on the shelf. There is no reason why last year I was buying at Costco two cans of Pam, you know, the spray oil. It was for $4.88 or something like that. There is no reason why one year later it's for $11. Tell me what possible reasons could the same product 12 months later cost $11. So you know what, what do I do with it? I just look at it and I walk right past it. I said, no, I'm not going to spend my $11 on that. You've got to be kidding. This is where we are. So you have to ask yourself, are they trying to shove us into a reality, into a new reality? Well, if that is the case, then I guess we all better go be strapped and go get buckled down because whatever is it they're trying to shove us into where we have no choice but to buy their products and do exactly what they want to say. May I remind all retailers and companies that there are 363 million people. And how many of you are there again? 20,000? Think about that. That is what is driving our realities. Yes, is that, that's the reality. That's your reality. My reality is that I am sitting here watching this whole thing go to pot. Guess what? Needlessly and unnecessarily. So here comes the Bible. Here comes Jesus. These words are written in red. These words were written before I was born, before you were born, before my great, 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 great grandmother was born. Jesus looked through time and knew that he could not trust us. He could not trust us as humans to take care of one another. So he hastened to assure us by writing these words so we can read it in a book called the Bible that let not our hearts be troubled. What is your heart? You know, sometimes you hear people say, well, it's on my heart. What it means, it's on your mind. The heart, not the physical organ, the mind. Because here's the thing, whatever is in here in our minds, it is going to affect the way our heart pumps. It affects our blood pressure, doesn't it? It affects the way we think. So it affects how we perceive danger. It's like me being a survivor of trauma. I see danger before anybody else sees it. I guarantee you we'll be in a room and I will see danger where you don't see it. Yeah, And so I anticipate that something is going to go wrong. In our anticipation, that's what we're doing. We're taking our lived experiences, the experience of history, and we're converting it into a formula that we can all relate to right now. And we're saying, if it continues this way, something is going to go wrong. Jesus is saying, chill. America, I need you to take a chill pill. That's what my generation said. That's how we grew up. Well, not my generation, the generation before. We would just said, please, you just need to chill a little. Calm down. My, my daughter's generation, the millennials and the Gen Zers, you know what they say? Here's what they say. They say, dial it all the way back. That sounds more like what I would say. America, dial it all the way 
back. Retailers, dial it all the way back. Stop hiking the prices on people. Stop scaring the people, politicians, news media. Stop scaring the people. Dial it all the way back. If it doesn't bother you because maybe you're taking uppers and downers so it's not bothering you, think about the mom and pop who worked hard living off Medicare and Social Security, sitting there watching this go to pot, and then their kids call them and say, I just got fired. The grandkids call and said, we have to drop out of college. And now they're faced with the reality that they can't take care of themselves. Dial it all the way back. Come on, dial it all the way back. Okay, so you can't control what CNN reports. You can't control what the news media reports. But you know what you can do? You can dial it all the way back by what? Disconnecting and cutting off. You don't have to watch Fox News and get hyped up by all the travesty that you see taking place. You don't have to watch NBC, ABC, CBS, CNN. You don't have to watch none of that. Dial it all the way back because the Bible says at the end of the day, let not our hearts be troubled. If that is what Jesus says, then that gives me the assurance that no matter what they're saying, no matter what they plan, no matter what they're going to do, it's going to come to naught because God is going to step in and save his people. Why? We have the lived history in the Bible where every time the people came to this moment, they came to a point where they couldn't take anymore. God always stepped in and saved his people. If that is the case, then we need to chill and dial it back. Let's go through it day by day. Come on, say day by day. Stop thinking about the elections in November. If you're registered to vote, fine, vote. You can't. don't want to stand in line, vote by ballot. Okay, so you don't want to vote, fine. That's also your right. Dial it all the way back. You've already made up your mind who you're going to vote for. Chill. Let it be. Okay, they want to turn the country upside down. They want to run the country to pot. Okay, let's see them really try to do that. Because if we the people don't participate in it, it's not going to happen. So what do we do? Dial it all the way back. Let not your hearts be troubled. I guarantee you, many of us have had to go to the doctor lately because our blood pressure felt high. You start feeling dizzy. You start feeling funny. You go to the doctor, your blood pressure is high. They put you on a stress test. They said you have to go check your heart out. Your heart is going boom, beating like a drum because you're anticipating, oh my God, they're going to cut off social security. Oh my God, they're going to cut off my health care. Oh my God, your daughter is calling, your grandson is calling. And all of a sudden, the whole thing is going up. Do you see what I'm talking about? You Do you see it? You're sitting at work and now every time your doc, your, your boss comes around, you think they're going to call you in a room with a pink slip. Or better yet, there was one company I heard of recently that fired 300 people by email one Friday morning. A large company who fixes cars all around the country. I think, well, I can't remember their name. Something, whatever, champions or something. They fired 300 people by email. One Friday morning. Can you imagine? How do you think you felt? You are going to work. You're at work. And you get an email that your position has just been eliminated. That's where we are. Let not your heart be troubled. Because if you think about that, you're like, oh my God. You have to now go file for unemployment. You have to go look a job. And you start spiraling out of control. What is that going to do? And even if you say, well, you're young enough, you're 30, you're 35, you're 28, you're 40. Can I just tell you the honest truth? 
It's going to stay there and fester and fester. And by the time you turn 50, you find yourself in a doctor's office saying, I think I have a heart condition. Let not your hearts be troubled. I am here today as a survivor of post-traumatic stress disorder due to the violence that I encountered. I have written books about it. I have talked on stages across the country about violence. I've been on radio shows across the country and on television to talk about it. I am a survivor of violence. So when I tell you that PT, post-traumatic stress disorder is real, I lived it. It makes no sense you talk about it because when I sat down and started thinking about the ramifications of what that could have been, it sent my blood pressure up. The doctors couldn't figure out why I had high blood pressure because I don't have the underlying hypertension. I had to tell her why. You know what I forgot? This. Let not your heart be troubled. I am saying to you and appealing to you, my friends. Look at me. I'm appealing to you. Don't worry about it. That thing you're worried about. I know they just gave you, the the bank just wrote to you and told you they're going to foreclose. I know they just told you they're going to evict you. I know that. I know. I know. I know they just told you that it's all over. I know you just lost your job. They said they're coming to get the car. I know. I know you have no money, no nothing. Look at me. Look, 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 look. Let not your heart be troubled. Don't be troubled by it. Take a deep breath. Breathe. Stress is will hurt you quicker than that financial issue right there. Don't think about it. You're going to find a way through this. The way you're going to find through this is you're going to get up every day and pray for an outcome. Whatever it is that you're going to walk through, you're going to be fine. Because at the end of it, just like me, I had to walk through all of that to get here. It's been over 20 years. I had to walk through it all to get here. I am still here because I believed this word that says, if I believe in God, I believe also in Jesus' power to pull me out of it. Trust me when I tell you it's nothing. They just give you a diagnosis that you have cancer. Don't worry about it. It's going to be what it's going to be. If the will of God is for you to live, there's nothing on this earth that can stop you from living. Let not your heart be troubled. You can't worry about death. Death is what? Nothing. There's no glory in it. It's over. The important thing is while you still have life, live and live gloriously. Come on. We need to re-image ourselves and re-imagine ourselves. We've spent too much time down in the dumps. Too much time listening to the narratives of politicians who want to get votes. Listening to the narratives of celebrities who make money off you clicking on their articles. Hello, somebody. The worst thing we did was combine celebrityness with politics. You see how that turned out? Now you're all just clickbait. Let not your hearts be troubled. Don't worry about it. Whatever the situation is, that just your husband just told you he's leaving, don't worry about it. Say, okay, keep it moving. Your wife just said she's walking out, keep it moving. They just told you they have to put you in hospice, keep it moving. They just told you your kid can't go back to college, keep it moving. Okay, so they shut your division down like those 300 people who were fired by email. Let not your heart be troubled. Don't worry about it. Don't, listen to me, look at me. This is Harriet. 
I am living proof. I am the survivor of everything that caused me post-traumatic stress on top of stress, on top of stress, on top of stress, pressed me down, compressed me to the earth. You know what I started doing? I pretended like it didn't happen. So I knew it happened. But I said, I'm going to have to trick my mind to tell myself it did not happen. So they asked me, how could you go write a book and you'll have all of this stuff? And I said, I pretended like it didn't happen. A man said to me once, a very well-known man in these parts, he said to me, I have read your story. I've met you. He said, you're not afraid of anything. Tell me what are you afraid of? And I looked at him and I said, truthfully, I'm afraid of nothing. The one thing I was unsure of was little people at the time. My daughter was seven. My youngest was seven. And what she said, I lived by it, you know. So if she said she didn't love me, I think I would have been terrified by that. Do you see where I'm coming from? Live. And live gloriously. Live with expectation that everything is going to be all right. Live anticipating good things, that good things are going to happen to you. Come on, re-feel it right now. Good things are going to happen to me. Change your mantra. Change what you're saying. Turn off the negativity. Stop being anxious. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, be anxious for nothing. Let nothing become what you worry about this week. Let nothing become what you worry about this year. Change the place, change the space, change the atmosphere in your mind. It begins in your mind. Let not your hearts be troubled. Be blessed, everybody.